But I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. <laughs> now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the 28th episode of the SSEU podcast. On the SSEU podcast, we give you high-quality garbage opinions on Disney movies, Star Wars. I'm confused. Can you have high-quality garbage opinions? Is that a thing? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find our episodes on sseupodcast.com, on iTunes, Google Play, and in other apps that deliver podcasts to your telephone. <laughs> telephone. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to use your rotary dial to dial in, and you can listen to it. We used to have... Hey, operator, operator, get me the SSEU podcast. We used to have a number you could call back home in Sweden growing up. I, I assume it's still... Ex you could call the number, and they would tell you what time it is. Well, <laughs> we did have that. We had weather, too. I assume people don't use these things. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there isn't a generation like, somewhere... Like, still using them? I, yeah, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if someone still used it. Like some 80-year-old who doesn't like those newfangled smartphones or internet or whatever. Yeah, like... Did you listen to the sub-beacon? Like, do you know how some people live with 27-year-old dishwashers <laughs> that are 95 decibels? And, and are, are tetanus risks and... Just have you just have to like put weights on top of your dishes so they don't just float everywhere because the tines are broken. I mean, I I at um I had a colleague, a teaching colleague who is maybe five, six, seven years older than me, not significantly older than me, and I watched her Google Yahoo. <laughs> she went to Google.com. And she typed in Yahoo what? because she wanted to go to Yahoo to see Yahoo's headlines. Yeah, but but old people do this. They they will they will use instead of typing in a URL, they will just type something into Google, and then they will click on it. Mm -hmm. Like it, like I assume that a lot of people that are sixty plus or however old they are will just type in New York Times. And then they will click the Google link to it. And Google thanks them for their support. Thomas, how have your bowel movements been lately? Okay. Uh, they're fine. I just so want to make sure that we fit in our, our reference to stool. Okay. Chris, uh, how are you feeling after your hand job? <laughs> By what? Ha hand job? Chris, were you in, were you in Florida recently? I broke my Robert hand. Yeah, and then you oh, went like to the doctor's office, and I assume that you got a hand job from that nurse who kept staring longingly at you. That's not what we call it. I got a, I got a splint. Is that what you're referring to? A splint? Yeah, it's it's a, a your penis. It's a hard plastic thing that they <laughs> never they put on my hand, so I don't, so I don't. Uh, not break it further, but so I don't displace the fracture. Clearly, your mind is elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Ryan, are you recovering from the plague? Yeah, I'm recovering from the plague. W would you like to share your experience with uh, Tamiflu? I don't know. Apparently, some people take Tamiflu 
so first, I thought I just had a sinus infection. And uh, so over the weekend and then Monday, I thought I was better. And then Monday night, I was definitely not better. And so I finally went in, actually had the flu, got Tamiflu. I, I don't know. I might have been taking it in, um, more frequently than you're supposed to. Um, <laughs> you you OD'd. Uh, I, <laughs> I was having some hallucinations. But, I mean, I read afterwards, like, hallucinations is one of the first side effects listed on it. So I'm not crazy for feeling like, you know, basically all day Tuesday and part of Wednesday just feeling like I didn't know what was going on and what was real and what wasn't real. I felt like probably Wednesday night, I felt a lot better. Uh, Chris, have you ever had hallucinations? Never. I, I had Especially that never from, from Never from Tamiflu or never, never. Never, never. I, I've, never, never I've, I've had them once Ranch. when my fever was at some ungodly level. I don't, I don't remember how much it was, but I, I was in high school at the time, and I walked out from my room, and I walked to the kitchen, and I sat down. We have a kitchen couch, and I sat down on it for a while. Uh, and I was talking to my mom about the, the animals and the trolls and whatever I was seeing, like, running through the kitchen. My mom first found it amusing, and then she led me back to bed and, and tucked me in. because The trolls and the elves, and then you realized it was just normal in Sweden. <laughs> Tell me more about this kitchen couch. It, it's it's literally it's literally what we call it. It's a kitchen couch. So it's not one of these comfy leather whatever couches that you have. Uh, it's usually painful uh, raw wood. You get splinters. No, no. So it is it is usually it is usually wooden. It has a fairly thin cushion, and it usually has storage space within it. Like, it has a, a lid that you sit on that you can also open, and you can store shit in it. And it's a really common thing in Sweden. It's like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in seeing your toilet now, Ryan. You said you can store shit in it. <laughs> Speaking of toilets, so do you... Where? What other strange places do you have couches? Do you have, like... Laundry room couches and, and bathroom couches, I'd bedroom like, couches. I'd like to think this is America. You're allowed to put a couch wherever you want. Well, I think that – what's those rooms that everybody who has snow has? A sauna? Like when you, when you first come in from outside. A mudroom? Yeah. You have a couch in your mudroom, right? I don't – what's a mudroom? How can you not have a mudroom? You have to have a mudroom. You just call it something different. Everyone you, I know you mean a hallway? lives where there's An snow – the room where you come in out of the snow in the muck and you just take all your shit off and leave it there. And it's okay because that room is the mud room and you don't want to track your mud from the mud room into the not mud house. All right. So, so l let me briefly explain the layout of my parents' house. So there are two entrances. There's the, there's the main entrance with a porch, and you enter into a hallway, which is not a mudroom. Uh, there are like, racks where you can hang up your, your coats and things like that. And then nice rack. <laughs> go back to jail. And then there's a second entrance, which you enter into the boiler room. 
uh, where we have <laughs> the big water. Of course. Well, we have a big water boiler that helps us heat up the house when it is negative 30 Fahrenheit outside. And uh, I guess that room is sort of like a mudroom in that there's... You can just say negative 30. You don't have to say negative 30 Fahrenheit. I, you could use Kelvin for all I know. I, I don't you know. Just say manager. <laughs> it's not Mr. Manager. Yeah, no. There, so there are no there are no mudrooms. I've never heard of this, and I also don't understand where the mud would come from since there's like snow on the ground for six months of the year. And I don't know. I've been to Alaska, and people in Alaska have mudrooms. What did you do in Alaska? I um, fished and did you visit you know, Jonah's I, family? Jonah's family. Jonah Goldberg's wife, the fair Justin oh. Lewis. She grew up in Alaska. Yeah, never yes, mind. that's that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thomas. So, 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 you have an entrance to your home that goes into the boiler room. Is there a practical purpose for this besides being able to enter the house on two sides? I don't know. It's more of a private entrance. So, like, okay. all the guests park up front and walk in through the main entrance to the house. And when we go out to the garage or whatever, we usually take the other one. So you don't. Like have the guest go in through the boiler boiler room and say, "Hey, you know, dump some boils into the boiler and keep the house warm as you come in." No, but some family friends do take that entrance because they know that it's always unlocked. And and you're not concerned that announcing to the world that that room is unlocked will compromise the security of your parents' home? Swedish ne'er-do-wells are listening right now. I I assume they were. I, don't... I assume that Thomas's whole family. I... Well, they would. Um, never mind about Thomas. But, but, I, but I, Thomas, I, I, is this I, I, hang on, hang on. I, ah! <laughs> okay, Chris, go on. No, go ahead. So I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before. So, so my parents' generation and people slightly older than my parents, like my grandfather's grandparents' generation, when they used to leave. So this is northern rural Sweden. So it's very sparsely populated. Almost no one lives there. You live in these villages and small towns dotted across the landscape. And so when someone used to leave the house, they wanted to signal to people that they weren't going to be home. We still have family friends who do this. So when they leave their house, they will leave the house, they will close the door, they will not even lock it. They will just take a broom and put it up on the front porch against the door. And if there is a broom standing there, leaned against the door, it is signal to everyone that they are not home so that people won't walk up to the house and knock on the door and waste their time. People wouldn't even lock their doors. They would just put the broom up and then they would leave. And everyone would know not to go to that house, which is just amazing to me that people used to do this. And a few people I know still do. And Swedish millennials probably ruin this practice because... They're terrified of actually having someone enter their home and have face-to-face conversations. What? Yes, I am. So they just leave a broom by their door all the time so that no one will ever bother them. Right? You're, you're close. It was ruined by the immigrants. No, but, but this, it just – it's Wow. Thomas, are you, are you running for office in New Zealand? <laughs> oh. Thomas, are you going to read your manifesto? My manifesto is all about PewDiePie and uh, Candace Owens. Nobody knows who PewDiePie is. Uh, Yes, they uh, do. PewDiePie uh, is the one. I know. I know. Yeah. No, thank you. I I don't want to know anymore. (laughs) 
is uh, a YouTube idiot that got didn't he get shut off from YouTube for a while or his no, funding? No, no, no. He did got, not. He did not he get shut off. Demonetized. He, uh, his, um, the company that he was with did cancel him at at one point. But no, he's still there. He, and then people have been like uh, hacking people to to get him back on his uh, with the, with that company. Some dude hacked just a whole bunch of printers to j- and, and would just print out a, a message <laughs> like, you know, free PewDiePie or something like that. Just okay. like offices all over the United States. But but so so PewDiePie is the world's greatest YouTuber. He has 89 million subscribers on YouTube, which is is a really large number. Uh, speaking of YouTubers... Uh, you greatest know? YouTuber is essentially like... <laughs> The, the smart- most garbage person. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The smartest All kid on the super, a super yeah. rich person is what it is. But like it is, I mean, you say greatest as, as if it's this great thing. Like anybody who has a big following on social media is. Do you guys know what a the garbage production person. budget for us is? The horror uh, movie? Us, yeah, Jordan Peele movie. That's going five to million. Make- uh, I'm going to say 30. 20. Okay, and it's going to make what? Yeah. 450? Yeah, I mean, let's, no. um, let's see what get out. 350. No, it's going to make more than that. You don't know what you're talking about, Chris. Just <laughs> mute yourself again. Uh, never mind. Let's just keep going. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. no. Chris no. is wrong. Chris was wrong. <laughs> Look it up. No. I'm looking it up. Let's just keep going. Get out. No, it doesn't work. Office. It's not on there. It's not on there. <laughs> Two hundred fifty-five million dollars. Are you the host dollars. or not? Can you move the show along or not? So I'm an idiot because no... I overestimated by a hundred million dollars. That's what I was Ryan saying. Overestimated by two hundred million dollars and called me an idiot. <laughs> I'm the idiot. Anything. I didn't. Est- I'm I didn't the even, idiot. I didn't even say a number. <laughs> Thomas can play it back for you. I didn't say a number. Thomas, you better play it back. I didn't say a number. Wait, I, I said a number. Oh, that was you. Okay. <laughs> so the college admission scandal, do, do we have any thoughts on this? Like, I am just fascinated by the fact that someone will pay $500,000 to get their kid into USC. <laughs> was that so? I, I, was that one of the like uh, specific instances of someone paid $500,000 to get into USC? Or is it just that... They people paid upwards of five thousand five hundred thousand dollars to get into various schools. Some of the schools were USC. Like, did someone actually pay that much money to get uh, into USC, or did they pay a much smaller amount? I don't know, and I don't care. Okay, well then, it, you, that that's my only point. Is <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be crazy. No, well, to well, pay five hundred thousand dollars to get into USC, and so I'm thinking like. Okay, are they just giving us a range of numbers of what people paid? or Because I, I haven't read the stories, so I don't know if there were specific numbers for specific schools. Or did someone pay, like, you know, $10,000 to get their kid into USC? But did, did you guys hear about the Stanford coach, uh, sailing coach, or yeah. whatever it is? Yeah, they mentioned that on the Sub Beacon, yeah. Yeah, that's where I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, other than whatever JVL said, I don't know. Yeah, I only heard, I only know what I heard there. But uh, it was a reminder to me. So I I didn't know the name Lori Laughlin. Yeah. But but I recognized her from from Full House. Yeah. Uh, and I I didn't realize that her daughters are both kind of social media personalities. 
and that they no, make, I didn't know that. that they make a living doing this. So at the beginning of the episode, Thomas played uh, the, the the clip from uh, one of the daughters, Olivia talking about, Jade, talking about balancing. I don't know how much time we'll have for he class. You know, didn't play it. I didn't hear that. He's going to, but he didn't. We already started. <laughs> so if he he's didn't... going to insert it. He's going to cut am I it going in. To you know what? I'm going to cut something in in a minute. <laughs> Ryan, did you did you not watch that? I sent it to you and Flag and, and nope, you didn't on, send on, it to me. You son of a! <laughs> you probably did. You probably sent it to me. I mean, you guys texted Thomas, a bunch I of swear, you, you guys texted you a bunch it? of nonsense yes. stuff while I was you know in my oh boohoo I felt drug drug induced you, you know. Hayes, so I, I didn't I didn't pay attention to I'm gonna attend, but I'm gonna go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try and balance it all. Um, oh, I heard this on the New York Times Daily podcast. Yeah. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. So that, that's that's her daughter who is a social media star and really doesn't need to go to college. She just wants the college experience, the game day experience, yeah. partying. She doesn't know if she'll go to class. I mean it's it's um it's just indicative of where society is. I mean, we we talked about the Firefest and how basically the Firefest was fueled. There's a pun there. The Firefest was fueled by by social media influencers, and and these people were able to use their influence to get people invested in this stupid fake event. It's it's something that I am totally unaware of. But there's a whole world out there where people buy things because social media personalities tell them to buy it. Yeah. It, so, one thing I did learn from I was listening to the New York Times Daily podcast about this yesterday. Huh. Some of the kids didn't even know that their parents were doing this. Some of them that were that that they, who had paid coaches to get them scholarships for being <laughs> being <laughs> like at, being in athletics. Throwing machine. Yeah, no, they uh, they didn't. Why, mom? They didn't, uh, no reason. Just just just. No, like they would Photoshop like them. They yeah, Photoshop the kids onto other <laughs> students who were playing sports and, and then so they would show up and they would immediately quit from whatever team that was or the coach would drop them from it and, and they didn't even know they never knew until the story came out that they were there partially because of an athletic scholarship <laughs> like it was all their parents you know, some of, some of it, some of them, the kids, but, yeah. some of them, the kids were in on it. Um, some of them, the kids knew a little bit and some of them, the kids knew absolutely nothing. Well, this has a lot to do with kind of the, the hand holding of parents. in yeah. generation. Thomas, do you want to talk any about this? If, it's like, Thomas, have you, have you I ever have had no a, faith, I have no faith of you getting into any school on your own. <laughs> so I'm going to do all this stuff behind your back to get you into where I would think you should go. Thomas, do you have any stories? Do you have... Have you ever had a parent call you about a grade? Uh, I have not received a phone call. I have received emails. From uh, parents. From, That's from, so crazy. From, from parents about their students' grades, which is... So, so first of all, we are not even allowed to talk to their parents because these students are yeah, adults and they're, they're, only, adults. they're only people we are legally allowed to discuss their grades with are the students themselves. So, yeah. like... I, I can't even tell them anything. Yeah, you'll be surprised that this happens to Rose. With people that work for her who are in their mid-20s will have their parents call to, like, you know, talk Cancel about their check. Cancel a shift? Yeah, or, or to call in for them or to talk about, <laughs> complain about their check or talk about all. And she's always just like, they need to call. 
I'm not talking to you about this. And then, the par- <laughs> but the parents just get so mad. And it's just like, I cannot imagine, you know, <laughs> trying to have my mom call in for me. <laughs> you need to empower your child by letting them, by throwing them in the deep end and having them take care of their problems. But, yeah. but did you see, did you see the statistic I posted on the mega thread the other day? Parents of adults, 18 to 28 year olds, 74% of these parents said that they had made appointments for their children, including doctor's appointments. Yeah. 74%. Of... If you're an adult, I feel like you should be able to schedule your own appointments and make sure that you go see a doctor if something is wrong. Yeah, that's kind of part of part of yeah, being I, an adult. I know. That's what Rose does for me. <laughs> <laughs> Two thoughts, and I feel like they go together. Uh, one is that there's a sense of entitlement, right? That if we're part of the social elite or whatever it might be, my children... My kid should go to the best schools in the country. Even if they are not academically gifted or talented or whatever, they should still go there. And I will make sure that they do get in there. And then what they mentioned, I believe they mentioned this on the Sabik and the fact that you want to be able to tell your friends and others that, oh, my kid goes to so-and-so school. Yeah. 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 And that's schools more and more want kids to be from, you know, more diverse backgrounds and so parents of just kids who are really good students but are just normal rich kids are now like complaining because they're finding it harder for their kids to get in because uh, the, the schools will look at their kids like they're boring just because they came from a you know a normal you know upper class rich family with good not great grades and so that was one of the things that the rich parents were whining about but but you know one thing that's insane about this is that tell me the one thing another thing is that this is getting more attention than the discrimination against american indian students who are trying to get into college and systematically get discriminated against this scandal right here is getting so much more attention than the fact that ivy league schools discriminate against certain minority groups yeah because people like celebrities so speaking of Instagram influencers and large followings, uh, Brie Larson has about 3.3 million followers. Chris, I believe that you went to see Captain Marvel. I did. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us how many fewer followers Chris had. Okay. <laughs> I don't I... Believe... Chris, do you have an Instagram? You don't, do you? I do have an Instagram. Do you use it? Uh, I, I, I probably have 25 pictures up there. Okay. Over the past six years. Yes, I have thoughts on Captain Marvel. Okay, did you Uh, enjoy it? Uh, So, uh, I have an Instagram. Skyscraper greater sign Captain Marvel. I have an Instagram. Thanks, Ryan. Captain Marvel is aggressively all one word. (laughs) Are you are you doing? Are you trying to promote your Instagram account? No, no one cares. Fargo's not true. Find find him. Follow him. Now, shut up, Ryan. Um, (laughs) Captain Marvel was. Uh, is aggressively stupid. It's not just a bad movie and a dumb movie. It is aggressively so on on many counts. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it is it is better than Skyscraper. Um, what, what does that mean, aggressively stupid? It, it wouldn't get into USC? <laughs> okay, so first off, some important information. I'm not going to call myself a feminist because I, I have some issues with, with third wave feminism and just... But can I just call myself pro-woman? Um, I, I don't oh, ever want... Pro-women. I don't want anyone telling my wife or my daughter or any woman because I mean every woman is 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 special to somebody and and like the women should not be told they can't do certain things because they're a woman. An American value is equality of opportunity and and women should have equality of opportunity and that just doesn't mean legal equality of opportunity. Like they shouldn't be discouraged. They like women pilots shouldn't be told that they're not good enough to be pilots. So I Again, these are this is all like to preface my comments on the movie. Like I like that Star Wars is becoming more diverse. I like it. I like Rey as a character. I I thought that um, Rogue One, the diversity of of the cast, the the ethnic uh, diversity was great. I like that there are w- woman heroes that my daughter can emulate and look up to. Rey is a good character. Um, you know, as bad as painfully bad as the last jedi is um at the end as she's you know using the force to to move the rocks it's like wow she really saved the day and that's that's really great to have a a woman hero i love that um i have no problem with kelly murray tran uh or i I don't have a problem with the character she played Mm -hmm. i have a problem with the lines that rian johnson put in her mouth that's who I have a problem with. Rian Johnson is the idiot here. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that I am not a right-wing troll. I root for diverse casts and more women and minorities in leading roles in movies. I liked Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther. I think it's ridiculous that Black Panther got nominated for an Oscar, uh, but it was a good movie. And this brings us to the disaster that was Captain Marvel. It is an objectively bad movie. So w- why does this bother me? Objectively bad movies are made all the time, right? All the time. So in, in this instance, why does it bother me? Am I just an impotent, outraged white male sitting in my parents' basement, angry that women are going places that I could never go? Is that who I am? No. I hope not. Is it not? It's frustrating because you can make a girl power movie that is actually good. There's an art to it that is totally lost on the makers of Captain Marvel. So last episode I talked about Wind River and how it's an amazing movie. What made one of the things that made it amazing was that it 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 could have been a, an obnoxious, condescending, didactic movie about the plight of Native, Native Americans on reservations. Instead of doing what it did, which was great, it conveyed the injustice that Native Americans have lived through by telling a really good story. So I, I haven't seen Spike Lee's latest. Uh, movies, Black Klansmen, but I'm told that there are just painfully bad things that are just thrown in to kind of tie him to tr- t- tie this thing that happened in the 70s, this true story, to Trump. And like, the, the, like it's trying too hard, and it's it's just awkward. Rather than just telling a good story, it tries to mix in inorganic social justice screeds. So let's all seek justice, people. Um, but when making a movie about social justice, let's do it well. There's a good. There's a. Let's do it artfully. There's a. There's a good way of doing it, and and a painfully bad way. So what what I learned from Captain Marvel is that if you're a girl, you can do anything, anything, as long as you stand near an exploding energy core that an alien constructed. 
That's not the story that I want my daughter. That's that's not like the the lesson I want my daughter to learn. I want her to know that no matter how many times someone tells her that she can't do something, that she shouldn't listen to them. That's what I want her to know. They 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 placed kind of right wing troll comments all over the movie. Uh, a, a guy told her to smile, so she stole his his motorcycle. The whole movie, she was told she was too emotional. She was told she wasn't good enough to be a pilot. That that um, you know it's you know it's called a cockpit. You know, like she was discouraged. <laughs> Is but that an actual she, line in a movie? That's an actual line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but Let's bump you don't cockpits. actually see her kind of become a great pilot on the merits of of like being a better pilot. Like we see just a glimpse of her being a great pilot. But there's there's no like oh wait she actually became a great pilot through hard work and she kept getting up um, like her dad like kept telling her she can't do things oh you shouldn't be racing uh, 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 go karts and you can't do this and you can't do that here's my caveat that it's an objectively bad movie but I I do understand why like through days of reflection I do understand why it's a hit why it's a financial hit if I had been told even once. If I were a woman and I'd been told you can't do something because you're a woman, I get it. Like I, I understand why it's satisfying to watch a movie where they're proven wrong and and that the girl does it. But again, it's like she doesn't do it on the on merits. It's just she happens to stand too close to an exploding energy core that an alien built. So I just, but all right, I but, just but, wish but, it were but, better. But but isn't that is, it's a missed opportunity? But isn't that how a lot of superheroes come to be just by some sort of miss sure. like, think yeah. of spider-man yep, yep. spider-man i mean there, there, are, there are exceptions like tony stark is kind of a a merit base like he he right. has the genius of it and and bat, same with batman genius and, and wealth um uh, but yeah but then captain america it's totally random he's he gets randomly selected to get superman's super serum one one origin story that i really like is the doctor strange one uh, have both of you seen Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. He he's uh, an amazingly skilled surgeon. He ends up in a car crash and he can no longer per- perform these procedures. And he goes off to is it Nepal or wherever? And he receives this training, and it isn't easy. Like he is struggling to actually uh, master the skills and the, the tricks that he learned throughout that movie. And I think that is a terrific origin story. Even though Doctor Strange sure, yeah. as a character is a little bit whatever, but I think the origin story in Doctor Strange is amazing. And it isn't just, oh, he happens to be wealthy, or oh, he yeah. was bitten by this thing, or whatever. Yeah. Did Jordan enjoy this movie? Yeah, the kids loved it. I mean, it's a very simplistic movie. Like, there's nothing complicated about about the uh, about the plot. You know, like. So she glowed at the end, and she had these energy beams shooting out of her, and she was like, un, like undefeatable, like no one. And that's very satisfying from a very childish level. But I mean, there are so many level levels of stupidity, and I don't want to to kind of go over all the things that the sub beacon, the sub beacon went over. Uh, but th- but there's just a lot of dumb there, and and the things that that are kind of making the audience like it are all kind of dumb things. It's '90s nostalgia. They're like, oh. Oh, she's at an internet cafe. Oh, remember those? <laughs> and um, and then there's this one point where they put a CD in a drive, and there's a status bar that it's loading, and Brie Larson's like, like, what's what's that? <laughs> and um, they're all like, oh, it's it's loading, because like, hey, remember when things used to take a while to load? 
like it's 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 just dumb and and so so it's it's nostalgia it's it's kind of un not unearned but just like very cheap girl power like again not very unsophisticated and then the the, the third element that's that's really kind of satisfying for people is like is fan service like oh there's agent colson but he's younger or um oh there's a tesseract i remember that from that other movie did you know, uh, stuff like that. did either of you ever use an internet cafe no uh no i have seen them i've seen them in movies i have never set foot in inside one of them so as they mentioned captain marvel had a pretty decent opening weekend mm. it opened to yeah. just over 150 million it's oh. a big hit okay no yeah <laughs> i think so, we talked about the opening last week last yeah week. Uh, but i i just so uh, i i just wanted to highlight the fact uh, we briefly talked about 2017 movies last week beauty and the beast opened to 174 million made did it really wow. made 1.2 billion until I looked this up earlier today, I didn't realize that it made that much worldwide. Yeah, that's a shock to me. Okay. By comparison, how did Cinderella do? Cinderella didn't do that well, did it? Cinderella opened to 67.8 million and okay. made a total of 540. Wow, which is interesting. Like, I, I never saw it. You said it's worth it for the yellow dress, Thomas. Um, but my memory of it on the substandard was that it was like, eh, like it's not very good. Wow. And even I, I listened to like the public radio, uh, uh, NPR pop culture podcast, and they, they were like, yeah, it's not very good. So interesting. Yeah, but but you know, the, the next Disney movie that's going to get the political treatment is the Lion King. The Lion King, yeah. And I, yeah, that should do well, yeah. It, it's going to do so well, and it is also going to become a cause. So it's going yeah. to make even more money. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of we mentioned this too, and they mentioned this on the on the sub beacon. Just how weird it is that that um, movies like Wonder Woman and Black Panther and now um, Captain Marvel have become these these causes. Um, like you watch it because it's the right thing to do because you know it's we want to promote this kind of movie, which I'm saying we don't like like <laughs> just putting 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 a woman like. Like make a good movie, make a good movie. It you know the action scenes. Um, it made me kind of reflect back on Wonder Woman, which was you know a decent movie, but um, it made me think on like the action scenes of her. Do you remember her kind of like uh, crashing through walls in that building? Yep. And yeah, mm-hmm. like it made that seem super cool and super sophisticated, and it made me like wistfully like, oh, that was a really good scene, <laughs> uh, compared to like her just like having energy energy beams kind of shoot out of her at the end. Yeah, um, so uh, Wonder Woman only opened to about 100 million uh, its opening week. Interesting. So that that Wonder Woman kind of built, like it, it just remained steady, like it didn't decline that much over the weeks? Yeah, no, it it made uh, domestic, it made just over 400, 412 million. Worldwide, 820. Ryan, are you going to take your kids to see Captain Marvel? I mean, if if the timing works out, basically. Like, if I, you know, if it works out to where Rose, either, we either, you know, drop Piper off somewhere and take the boys, or if Rose wants to take the boys and I'll stay home, 
But uh, usually us going to movies is a decision made at the last minute. So like uh, all good decisions. It's not like uh, it's not like I would be like against taking them. They would probably have fun going to see it. uh, It's not something that because, I mean, there are certain movies where it's like, okay, we've got to take them to see. They really want to see this. We've got to take them to see this. So this isn't one of those situations. So, so I have a question. So, the two of you have, like, you have, you have boys. So, I understand how I understand how the idea that 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 young girls might want, might even need female lead characters and role models and whatnot to look up to. What what do the boys think about it? Like, do they even think about it at all, or is it just for I Isaac, so. for Isaac or whoever? Is it just? Another superhero I, movie. I think it's just another superhero movie. I I don't know if they think about it in terms of, oh, this is a girl who's. I mean, because they they watched Wonder Woman. I think like they've even. I think we rented Wonder Woman, and so I think they watched it. You know, a couple times and whatever the forty-eight hour rental was on Amazon. So, uh, but I don't think it was like, oh, this is you know a girl movie it was just like oh it's a superhero movie that's how it was for my boys anyway so my, my kids both ha- gave short reviews of of uh, well, i think tom's gonna uh s- splice in some clips all right jordan um i have questions for you about captain marvel did you like captain marvel yes uh what did you like about it that she glowed <laughs> What was your favorite part about it? She glowed and flew. Um, who's stronger, boys or girls? Neither. Neither? They're about the same? Mm-hmm. Um, who's stronger, Captain Marvel or boys? Captain Marvel. She has superpowers. She has superpowers, okay. And uh, anything else you liked about the movie? Anything else that was great about it? No. As a girl, did it inspire you? No. Did it inspire you that you can do anything that you want as a girl? No. Or did Daddy already inspire you in that way? No. What? Daddy didn't inspire you to be? That you can do whatever you want to do? No. (laughs) Okay, thanks. All right, Isaac. Uh, Did you like Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah? Did you like it a little bit or a lot? A lot. Um, what were your favorite parts of Captain Marvel? When Captain Marvel glowed. When she glowed? That was pretty cool. What else did you like? Um, when she killed all the bad guys? Yeah, when she glowed, she killed all the bad guys. She was super strong, wasn't she? Well, what else did you like about it? Anything else? Made a blast of bad guys. Yeah, made a blast of bad guys. Uh, who's stronger, boys or girls? Boys. Who's stronger, boys or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's strong, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say about Captain Marvel? No. No? This concludes your review? 
Okay, great. So ho hope you enjoy that. I mean, the sophistication of it was that, like, <laughs> my kids loved, like, I like when she glowed. <laughs> that was really cool. She glowed. I've, uh, I've learned a new phrase uh, the past couple of days. So I've seen people use the term very online to describe Ugh. people. I don't like that at all. To, des <laughs> to describe people who spend a lot of their time online or on the internet and are in tune with things that are happening or whatnot. Very online. Very online. So someone was using this in reference to um, the manifesto of uh, the guy in New Zealand where he, he was warning journalists to not take the manifesto too seriously because apparently there are a lot of references and a lot of memes in it that people who are not very online would not understand. Oh, I see. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm <laughs> of that. Transition. Are you guys excited about uh, upcoming March Madness? Yeah. Absolutely. I was, I was excited yesterday for the Big Ten tournament, and then IU took a dump all over themselves against Ohio State and got knocked out in the first round. Because uh, IU's been up and down this year. They're a talented team, but they're young. Romeo Langford is, is a freshman, but he's he's really good, but he's gone through freshman growing pains. And so I really thought if they won you know, a few games in the Big Ten tournament, they might still get a chance to have a bid. But uh, yeah, they'd have to, to win a lot because their yeah. record was in a losing record in the, in the conference. Yeah, but they'd won five in a row. They'd beat some really good teams. Um, they were, I mean, right now, even after losing, they're on the, the first four out okay. for most people's projections. So okay. yeah. I guess the Big Ten is really good this year. Is it? Who, yeah. Who's 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 the best team in the Big Ten this year? Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue are all kind of up there. Yeah. Okay. But and then the second tier of Wisconsin, Maryland, I mean, Iowa, Ohio State, Minnesota—they're all kind of right there. I saw your guy made the uh, Big Ten All First Team or All Big Ten First Team. Nice. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, not, neither Oklahoma State or Illinois is going to make the tournament, but uh, Arizona State is. So, All right. Uh, so, of course, I will be rooting for Duke. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I also believe that Erica's hosts are going to make it, right? Who's? Who's? First. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty sure Virginia's going to get uh, a number one seed, right? I, I would think so. I, yeah. Uh, unless they, I mean, even if they lost in the first round of the ACC tournament, they'd probably get a one seed. Yeah, yeah they'd probably still get a one seed. But uh, Thomas, you know, who am I going to root for now? Christmas. Duke. They they play the right way. Yeah. Do you have any response, Thomas, to one of the parents in this admission scandal having the worst case scenario? They're like, I just don't want my kid to have to go to Arizona State. I've only been here for two months, and I need more time. More time. To turn it, turn it around. Yes. <laughs> One war at a time. Wait. Thomas in the Center for the Planning of Future War Institute. There are not many wars going on. Uh, you have a few successes. You never know what might happen. All right. So uh, I, I, I have a new segment for the show, which might be a one-off. 
but I want uh, movie and show recommendations of, of things that I need to watch. Uh, and I'm, I'm accepting anything that's not Wes Anderson or Arrested Development. Jeez. You are such a garbage person. Oh my gosh. Why are those two things off the list? Because you keep nagging me about them, so I'm not watching them out of spite. Cut your nose off to spite your face then, yeah. So you can can either, uh, I guess it's not really a segment, it's more of a request. So you can tweet at me, or DM me, or send an email, uh, and suggest things that I should watch. And maybe we can talk about some of them uh, on the show. I feel like I've I've done my plugs for Wind River. I got to find a new movie that that uh, to plug that everyone should watch. I'll I'll, I'll find one for you, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Isle of Dogs. So Ryan, since you're a Texan, can can you help me sort out a problem? Uh, okay. Uh, how do you pronounce Beto? 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 It's uh, Beto. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That's uh, that's how you say it, though. What? How? Beto? Beto? What? Beto. Okay. Be- because he's Hispanic, right? Well, that's the... Uh, well, he's that's not... That's what he's but, going for. Yeah. <laughs> I- Irishman tries to... What? What? It's not stolen valor. What would be the... <laughs> what's the, what's yeah. the ethnic component of that? Or ethnic... Uh, Cultural appropriation. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what it is. We already got we already got the word term. Uh, but did you see uh, comfortably smug referred to O'Rourke as a bootleg Kennedy? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I haven't muted, so I don't. See <laughs> no, no, but that was uh, it. Made me laugh. I mean, I think that's great. Are you? Have you? Do you? Do you guys read the Bulwark newsletter or the Bulwark? So JVL is really high on on O'Rourke and think that he is one of the final four to eventually emerge out of the Democratic primary. Do you guys think that's the case? Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Uh, You know, if it's, if elections are all just going to be about personalities now, then sure. Yeah, that that could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see a path to victory, uh, even for a a really likable guy like Hickenlooper. Um, (laughs) uh, That's not a joke. He he was a centrist uh, Democratic governor, which is probably not uh, a good thing to be in a a Democratic primary um, in 2020. But, um, like, there's just no name recognition for that. What's, What's that? South Bend Mayor but but gig Pete uh, Buttigieg yeah. but Buttigieg I, I would agree with JVL that that like Biden and Beto Beto are pretty good bets that like they they seem to kind of move the needle like Beto has this this <laughs> he 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 um he gets a, an odd just devotional reaction out of people see and i don't under, i don't understand this and i am not I, because I he, don't he really strikes me as being essentially an empty empty suit yeah. so yeah. part of it is he's trying too hard like him riding a, 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 a skateboard on the stage and like it just seems <laughs> like that 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 clip of him being in a band uh, it's like oh he's in a band yeah. like did you hear the clip did you hear the clip? They're terrible. No. <laughs> yeah, you can't I, sing. Yeah, and I was reading stuff from his Iowa tour, uh, where he is now storming across Iowa trying to woo voters, where he isn't saying anything. 
he is being very vague, except for the yeah. the cliches that he's throwing out, things that every Democratic candidate is this supposed is to be doing. This is the crucial time in America. So we can be flexible. Never, <laughs> yeah. And, we need to come together. We've never had face challenges like we face right now. Have you ever seen, like, his, his kind of sound bites next to, like, troops storming the beaches at Normandy and, <laughs> um, you know, like, a truly, you know, tremendous... Uh, things that, that America's faced. And he's like, no one in our lifetime has faced anything yeah. as serious. As, it's like, yeah, I think we've faced some pretty serious things. There's another guy running in the primary, Andrew Yang. Have, yeah. Have Who? Andrew Who? Yang. Yeah, he's he's for like a universal basic income. Yeah, um, no. So he's, I, he's actually pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone should go. So where's he from? Uh, the US. His website is yang2020.com and Everyone should go and look at his policies because they are insanely detailed. So on yeah. his policy page, you can find a section on the NCAA should pay their athletes yeah. or make Puerto Rico a state or a camera for every cop and so on. Like it is insanely detailed. Yeah, and he, he has, about he has everything. no chance to win because he is he's really smart. He has policies. He, he knows. He actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. So he has he has absolutely no chance. <laughs> I'm not as optimistic on O'Rourke as uh, you guys and JVL appear to be. I I don't think that it's going to hold up. In the end, it's going to be Biden, Sanders. And one out of Harris, Warren... Um, I thought you were a big Oprah guy. Yeah, but for some reason, she's not entering the race. Huh? But, but if she did, that would, be a, that would be a game changer. She could enter the race, and she could actually win, because she has high name recognition. Everybody loves Oprah. Uh, you go out on the street and ask people what they think about her. She is smart as a whip. John Podhoris is absolutely right. She could win, but for some reason she's not entering. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about today? We um, this was a very dudes chatting ev- episode. Very ranty episode. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was the one who did the rant. I. I get it. No, but I appreciate it because I mean you've seen Captain Marvel, so I like the rant. I liked uh, I liked your rant from last week too. So, all right, I'll say this: uh, my wife lusts. But don't put that part in the show. <laughs> don't put don't ever put Ryan praising me. Um, yeah. My so. wife lusts after a mudroom. So I know this is bringing back the first topic. Oh, but, I see. But uh, I was going to say it then, but Thomas rudely uh, wouldn't let me speak. I feel like but, lust was a funny word choice in that sentence. Like, she would really like if we had one. Thomas, you, you've seen our house. She would really like... So we almost always enter our house through the garage. We drive in the garage, park our car, walk Yeah, the I guess that's the thing. If you have an attached garage, that can also be kind of a mudroom. Well, but, well she would prefer a mudroom between the garage and the entryway. Yeah. And a lot of the houses they build around here, when you come in through, from the garage, you, you actually enter into a laundry room. Or if it's not a laundry room, um, it's there's a mud room, and then you go into the kitchen, and uh, it's separate. So the idea of Thomas is that like it's a place where you can put all your shoes and jackets, and like I, I can't imagine what Ryan's entryway looks like. Um, but just our our kids with the shoes and the jackets, I mean, it, it's just like it's a mess. And my wife likes everything to be put away where it goes, and it's an endless source of stress. I uh, I don't know I have how a many we, we don't. 
use we don't our, have one. Oh well, yeah. I guess we use our garage mostly okay. for that. But I think is I I don't know if as many people in Texas have those. To me, it seems like more of a place where you're going to be coming in wet uh, quite a bit of the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is that funny? Uh, I I like it when they come in wet. Anyway, that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe, download, and we will see you again next week when we hopefully will have a guest on the episode. Oh yeah, guests. At JV Last. generally like marvel movies um like i i yeah, i just generally that. i i disagree like i i think they're you know we're oversaturated with them but like generally they're they're pretty entertaining um i and i, and I, I think i really disagree with with jvl where jvl really likes dc and he really likes like the big themed um just like the big ideas of, of DC and and um, where I feel like Christopher Nolan almost ruined uh, uh, like in a like the his his Batman movies were great, but they almost ruined DC because um, in the 90s we had the two Batman movies that were <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s we had the two Batman movies that were uh, uh, Tim Burton that, that were. At the time, I, I haven't seen them recently. Like, pretty entertaining. And then we got into this weird, kitschy, gadgety, just dumb Batman movies. Um, yeah. Just the, the Val Kilmer and, and especially the George Clooney one, the, the Batman suit with nipples and all that stuff. Um, but then uh, Christopher Nolan showed us that, that, like, you can do a really good Batman series, but it's dark. It's not fun. It's not... Um, and I just haven't had an interest in Batman since then because, like, I look at Ben Affleck, I'm just like, eh. Like, I, I, I like I. The only DC movies I've seen are Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman because just like the whole aesthetic, the Superman does not interest me. Um, Zack Snyder doesn't interest me, um, and I just don't think that Batman or Superman have a. a much of a future on screen because of the precedent set by Christopher Nolan. It's like, well, you can't go, you can't do that again, but you also can't really do the, the kitschy. Yeah. They probably need, you know, to take basically a generation break before Before touching Batman. So then what do you do? Do you do, um, do you do flash? I mean, wonder woman is, is, is going to be good for at least the next movie. And, and, but like how, how, 
how long can you rely on Gal Gadot to um, to carry DC? Well, I don't think that they're going to stop making Batman and Superman movies. Okay. But I, I'm just saying, like, for them to come back to where... Because, I mean, I agree. I'm pretty much the same way where I don't, you know, I, I don't care much about the... Uh, I didn't care about the Batman movie. Uh, the first one, I didn't care about the Justice, Justice League Um uh, so did you did you watch any of them? Yeah, I mean, I saw both okay. of them, but All it right. wasn't. Just did nothing for I you. I don't. I don't think I saw either of them in the theater, though. I yeah. think I, you know, rented both of them. So, yeah, it, it just where, uh, you know, you know, they're not going to be as good as the Christopher Nolan ones, and um, so it's just, it, it, yeah, it's just kind of boring. 